Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Chaluminati Podcast, episode 234. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Mike Martin, joined today not only by the beautiful boys in LA, Jesse and Alex, but first time guests, uh, second time friends, both Nat and Allie (laughs) from Let's Get Haunted. Welcome to Chaluminati. Thank you. Thank you. We're so excited to be here. You set that up like an honor it is. Like an early 90s hip hop rhyme for you guys. Was like, Is that what that was? Yeah, first actually, time yeah. guests, second time friends. With let's get haunted, the fun never ends. Hey, oh, hey. Oh. that works. I was you can take that as your new theme song, honestly. Yeah. Bars, spitting bars. If you never heard of let's get haunted before, they are another one of these. Like, there's like a multiverse of podcasts that all kind of were like. I feel like we just could talk about anything, and you guys are like, oh yeah, that we got that, we know that. It's like. You know, a very similar, uh, you know, Venn diagram of show crossover. So we had a good time coming on their show. We did a big Disney mystery episode. It was a really good time. And go check it out over on their show. Uh, and uh, we're a little rusty right now, though, because we this is like our time off for the podcast, our podcast. So, yeah, we haven't recorded in like, I don't know, a while, Allie. Like, I feel like I'm thinking like, say, so respond, say something. We're, we are. We're definitely rusty. We're like people. <laughs> people who know we're podcasters wait a minute you guys took a break what the heck yeah i know you can do that oh alex you have to finish your whole shtick before i don't jump in and take over the episode you uh, yeah you know what hand me a shtick over at patreon.com slash pod <laughs> the place that keeps the show happening it's a great place you can go there you can get ad free episodes there you can get a bonus mini-sode which let's get haunted is going to stick around for ostensibly because yeah. we got to talk about that stupid ass jellyfish uh, mm-hmm. And uh, that's going to happen right now after this, the same moment that this episode goes live. Uh, you also can get a video version of that mini-sode if you go over to Patreon. You can also get our exclusive monthly art and access early to our archive of episodes of our rotten popcorn podcast where Mathis slowly pops his X-Files cherry over three <laughs> straight years. And I wow. slowly pop their Neil Breen cherry for as long as I possibly can. Not worth it. You know? <laughs> mm, not worth it. It's like when you talk to people about losing their virginity and they're like, you know what? Wasn't that great? Same thing with Neil Breen. Exactly. Like, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Mary. insane that Mathis hasn't seen the X-Files, though, because it's actually good. It has actual mm-hmm. merit. And, uh, you know, Mathis is like. Forgettable. He's like, he could be based on the main character of the show. Like, he's like almost like a. You're like cosplaying him without even. The simulation ran out of ideas and just cloned Mulder into a person. How many pencils are in your ceiling, Mathis? None. <laughs> none. They aren't, though, in, in school, I used to hawk them up at the fucking tiles. Vibes. Vibes. No, today's episode is one that Mulder might actually be a little bit doubtful of, but we'll see. Uh, back in the summer, in July, we covered a topic that kind of popped up into my sphere via TikTok and ended up putting me into a rabbit hole. Always a great way to start. Of frustration and chaos. Mm. And then the best campaign for a fantasy game I've ever found. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about the lands beyond the ice walls of Earth. Oh. Allie and Nat, have you heard? Obviously, you've heard of Flat yeah. Earth. But have you heard of the ice walls that surround Earth, keeping us in place and ignorant <gasps> of the reality beyond? Like a snow globe, oh but God. flat? Like rectangular snow globe? <laughs> Wait, if you're trying to make sense out of this, let me tell you, it's going to be hard. Okay, it's so, going to be tough. Is this like um 
in order to understand this theory, you kind of already have to accept and assume flatter theory. <laughs> kind of like if you, I don't know, if you're a Catholic, then it's like assumed that you're also a Christian or, you know what mm. I mean? Does this make yeah, sense? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. It's literally, if you can, if you can say to yourself, fuck everything that science has told us, <laughs> everything just goes on forever in every direction. And I am the God of my own reality. That's a great starting point for right. ice wall theory. Oh, yeah. so I'm wait, but isn't in flat Earth chat, about flat Earth is like a conspiracy though? It's not like fuck science. It's like oh, science is lying to us. Like they're telling yes, us the that this correct. stuff correct. is true, but it's not. And then that's why it's kind of fun because it's not just like a rejection of science. It's like no, they're lying to you. Everything you think is you know is actually a lie, right? It's even more than that. Imagine yeah. if you will, <laughs> the Earth is flat. You could okay. fall off the edge. But what if even that was a lie? Oh. What if there was no edge to the Earth? But in fact, Antarctica and the Arctic are not continents, but giant walls created to keep us in from learning the truth. Walls made of ice that even when melted reforms instantly through, I'm assuming, magic <laughs> to keep oh. us in. Because when we get out... We'll learn the truth outside as we learned last time. Oh. Everything that you can imagine, say something, a fantasy trope you love. Go. Um, damn it. This is what I'm talking about. Uh, okay. Okay. I really like Lord of the Rings. I like when people hold like a lantern and wear a cloak and like walk across snowy landscapes looking for something. Okay. You gotta, you gotta answer a riddle. To cross a bridge, <laughs> right? That's a fantasy trope. It's there. Yeah. Do you like any and all mythologies? Are you a fan of comic yeah. books? Have you ever played D&D? It's all I there. I have not, and I want Everything to. Everything that you can think of exists. A Rustin, Russian nesting doll of Truman Show domes. Uh, I put a link in the chat on this program uh, that you can click. It leads to the map. Uh, boys will be familiar with this map. This will be brand new for for you, Nat and Allie. I love this map. It is straight up a fantasy map. It is like D anD D. It's so goofy. Wait, this is real. This is what they really think. This is real, right? There are not only is it this real, map looks like it was made by South, but Park. there are multiple, <laughs> multiple books written by one man that I have bought and read through, no. and I still don't own all and of them. And I am doing my best to put together some sort of fucking actual timeline of events. Here. This map looks like an amoeba. It looks like an amoeba or like a cell or just like a bunch of pogs. Like, I can't even tell what I'm looking at. It looks well. like AI named it also. Like the, the names, like if you zoom in, like I, this one's kind of low res, but there is a there is a high res of this somewhere. But if you look in and look at all the names, all the names are like. Kind of, some of them are like trigger words from like various conspiracy theories, uh, but some of them are just like it looks like I don't even know. It, it, there's just randomness. What does that say? Does that say sad estio? The best part about this is all the things that are listed, right? Like, um, if you look at the names, like Nibiru, and uh, there's some other ones on here. Basically, every single conspiracy or weird, far out there theory is amalgamated into this, which is, I, oh. I love this because basically they said, okay, well, if the earth's flat and the sky and mm -hmm. the heavens and the stars and the sun and everything is fake, it's all like conspiracy that the government's lying to us about. 
If that's the case, then all those other places like Alien World and stuff, well, we like those too, so we can't get rid of them. That's not fake. That's just another place beyond the ice wall. You're starting to get it. Ooh, okay. You're starting to get it. But how does someone know? Like, if we don't know I'm that this exists, then how does someone know that we don't know because that this exists? Did they find a man by the name of William Morris met Shiki, <laughs> a human <laughs> giantess? Morris? who handed him the map and told him the oral history of the world beyond and then took him there. In fact, I'll read you the very first page of this man's you, quote You've just journal. described Mormonism. Yes. <laughs> but wait, isn't William Morris like a famous talent agent or something? It's like a it, mix between he, like <laughs> Philip Morris and William Sonoma in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> like, am I getting hot pick. chocolate? Am I smoking cigarettes? What's happening right now? My name is William Morris and the story that you were about to re- uh, read, it is it is probably going to modify the current way of seeing the world. I know most of people will find it incredible and believe me, even having experienced this adventure, having seen it with my own eyes and with all my senses, it was also incredible to myself, but the evidence is irrefutable for those who want to see it and the memories indelible. Such evidence will be presented and science will also change its perspective. Another path will be opened in the human mind forever. As for my personal life, he was a member of the Continental Navy, did a bunch of other shit. And then uh, one peaceful night after the surrender of Saratoga, we were sailing through the northern Atlantic Ocean, rounding the islands on our way to Charleston Harbor. The full moon was the only light that illuminated their way. And during that night, thousands of stories and anecdotes arose among the boys over a little whiskey to calm the anxieties of raw war. Even then, there was talk of James Cook's voyages and his obsession with the crossing uh, the Antarctic Circle, although it was not clear who was behind his funding or why the obsession. As I was not well steeped in the subject, the talk uh, had not captivated me enough. I did not pay much attention, and the boys went on with their stories. And this was a thing that sparked his interest to go beyond Antarctica and the known mapped world to see what was out there. What is it just going to loop around like we were told, or is there going to be more? And long story short, he found a wall and was able to navigate through the ice through over the course of months, finding a small opening in this ice wall that led him to an ice cave where there were runes carved onto the walls of he no, no idea what it meant. And an, another passageway that he was taken through by these people that looked like humans that apparently lived there. And when he brought them through the ice walls, he saw a large ocean, a body of water and a huge landscapes of islands pockmarked all across. And he got a map. Why am I imagining this with Nintendo 64 graphics for some reason? <laughs> <laughs> it it kind of like lends itself to that. Yeah, it's just. No, so, it really, so, it really, so, really, really it, does. It's so fake sounding. I, I have a question though. Okay, sorry. I'm an interrupter. No, That's just interrupt, what I do. Because I, I have really bad ADHD. I'm really sorry. Um, also, I'm kind of dumb. So I like won't be able <laughs> to understand the story if I don't like clear up to these questions now. Is this like a colonial times story? Like what time period are we talking about? We need to stress this. Great so, question. This is one of those things that I asked last time we got here. So (laughs) we're on the same wavelength. Uh, What it is actually is the story, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, Mathis. Go ahead. The story the daughter told, or maybe granddaughter told, about a story that was told to the grandfather or father. Yeah. So supposedly his daughter, Helen, sought out and found Claudio Nocelli, uh, a.k.a. Nos Confundum, uh, according, that's, that's his, that's his uh, 
That's no way. Yeah, Nos confundum. Wait, no. That means way. in Latin, that means our confusion. Yes, right? yeah, basically. Yeah, essentially. Okay. Uh, she found no him and way. not only that, t- had a couple <laughs> interviews with him about it and then brought his journal to him where he got to read everything he wrote. Now, you might so be asking. So, what kind of outfits are we talking about? That's all I want to know. Are we talking about pirate ships? No, 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 no. But, but we're talking about the original story, the original we're going through the ice. Yeah, that yeah. is uh, post Saratoga. Is, is that he what dressed you said? like a cowboy? Yeah. yeah. Is he dressed well, like it'd have George to be Washington? Tricorn hats. And after the Arctic expedition. Yeah, you're looking. So it would have to be late 1800s. Okay. So it would be his yeah. granddaughter Bef- then, probably. Or early 1900s. Yeah. Like those probably, guys in the I ice. would say, yeah, 1800s. 1908, I think. Well, it wasn't the Franklin expedition or something like that in like the early 1900s. I can't fucking remember because we did an the episode. The one where they on like this. cut through the ice and they get stuck in the ice and they got all the shit. Like, yeah, I think that's like turn of the century. And they like eat each other. Yeah, exactly. They made like yeah. a and TV show about it. And there was a cat on the ship. That's the only thing I remember how, from how, that story. That's there was a, a cat. That's a hero creature a right hero. there. That one's 1834. 1834. Okay. 1834. Early 1800s wow. then. So if much earlier than I thought. Then I mean, at least it's yeah. 1800s, right? It has to be. Okay. So this dude in the 1800s heard a story that led them to find an ice wall? More or less. Like, he just, like, self self-motivated ended up finding this place it wasn't like mm. a, so he got like a like a, nut, a mysterious letter in the mail indicating where he could go to find the lands beyond the ice walls he started going out on expeditions got very interested and if you believe the story helen herself was born past the ice walls she wasn't born i mean here we're not a skeptic podcast so like i am inclined to believe this story that. and i'm already like tur- my wheels are turning i'm like well okay let's see if it was Back in the early 1800s, there would be less technology. So if you ran into a glacier or you ran into whatever the land beyond the ice or maybe it was maybe it was there, maybe it was there and it's not anymore because of climate change or something. I don't know. The the leap here, though, is fascinating to me (laughs) because the implication for anyone who believes this is that in the 1800s, a man found a way to get to beyond the ice wall. And then ever since that moment. Every upper echelon of society across the world has covered that up to the point of faking space photos of a round circular global (laughs) earth. Like it is the highest, uh, like everyone's involved. Everyone makes sense. And then they just indoctrinate kids at school Mm because science, like like, it's (laughs) wild. But could it just be that man wants, it's like a big, like, you know, like a, what do they call it? Like a, a, dick measuring contest like everyone's like oh we went to space and they're like all pretending that they went to space because they're so busy fighting over pretending that they could go to space that they never uncover this other land and nobody questions it because they're all just like yeah we went to space too crazy you went to space we went to space space is real because we've been there too my thing is like why like isn't it just more practical if there's this much out there to just be like Okay, fuck space. There's no space. Space is made up. This is what's real. There's a bunch of lands out there, and that's what we're going to go explore. And it's all about making ice ships now. Forget about rockets. Let's just do that. But here's mm. the thing, Alex. They can't do that because for the same reason that we've talked about with aliens or whatever, or any sort of extra dimensional beings, the idea that society- Je- Hang on, Jesse. You're forgetting. The aliens do exist. They're the custodians. Oh, no, 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 no. But I'm saying, I'm saying like, ignore- flat earth and different sure sure outside islands or whatever if we just existed in the reality that we have where it's like okay if they're aliens or they're weird beings or whatever would the public be ready to handle it 
And I think the problem with this is that it's even more so. It isn't just aliens. It's God, like Thor exists outside on one of those islands. There's an island made of clones of every one of us. There's an <laughs> island of lizard people. There's an island of giants. Both reptilians and Dracos. Both yeah, types. there's an island of like elves. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to go to the dragon lands. So what we're going to do, because we're kind of veering off. I'm going to give a quick, I'm not going to go over everything, obviously, that we went over last episode. I'm just going to go over a refresh of what the Great Dome is. And then we're going to talk about some of the lands out there that we haven't talked about on the podcast at all yet and what who lives there, what their purpose is, and then veer our way into the truth of human history and what wars humanity oh. got into that we don't even fucking know about. Yo, let's go. I'm I'm completely on board. I'm I'm very interested in this. My mind is already like, okay, well, what if it what okay, so obviously like the world isn't flat and there's not uh like a land of smaller islands within our earth, but what if he opened up a portal or what if he was looking into a different dimension or saw this or what if he was having a vision? What if he was like a visionary? What if someone telepathically communicated this idea to him of time being a flat circle and everything exists and nothing exists at the same time and the way that they were able to communicate that to him was through imagery that he already understands which would be like islands the, the issue is you know, william morris doesn't exist <laughs> when you do your research when I, you dig in you realize we covered this in the in the first episode but it's basically he took a story from a, 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 a serial magazine in the early 1900s and basically just adapted, changed it. a bunch of names and added some more stuff, which we talked about, but that's not fun. So we're not going to like, it's like the shot in the arm that flat yeah. earth like needs is something like this. They need lore. Right, yeah, dude, it, it, make it, make it more fun. They run into the problem of, you know, well, the earth isn't flat, like so fast in the, in the theory, like mm-hmm. it, this is a lot more, there's a mm-hmm. lot more to chew on here. And I like what I like the, like the direction that you're going to, like, who's to say that it isn't that like, there's plenty of like Jules Verne esque stories out there that are like, you know, the exact thing happening, uh, you know, a guy washing up on a beach in another land and how did he get there? You know, it's, it's, right. it's metaphysical. I mean, that story from the early 1900s people, like it was written very similarly in that it was it was being told as though it was fact and a lot of people like people were eating it up at the time um and so i mean it mm-hmm. could be through that through that channel uh what's fascinating is the like trying to like follow the line of thought that guy had from back then and how he went about because he was writing it kind of like a war of the world style before radio mm-hmm. dramas he was writing this and he was passing it off as real um, and people, then mm-hmm. there's a ton of people that still debate back and forth that no, it was real. And it being told to you that it's not is actually just a lie. Um, it's, it's interesting. It would make it way more interesting if there, if flat earth just, and, uh, kind of embraced the great dome altogether. I would, I mm. would, if they just said flat earth was D and D like you could go hang out with a hobbit. I would be like, mm-hmm. now this sounds fun. I'd spend a weekend doing yeah. this. Let's go. They yeah. should make a VR uh, Terra Infinita where you can like go stand on every world and look around. And just they'd have to like- think up what that was. The problem with flat Earth, I think I get what Jesse is saying, is that like at the end of the day, nobody really gives a fuck whether the Earth is flat or not. Like it doesn't change anything that we're experiencing at the moment. Right. No secret is revealed. Yeah. Yeah, there's like it doesn't matter. We we don't care. Um, so got to pay bills. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. You got to wake up and go to work tomorrow. But with so. this idea, it's like knowing that there's a copy of me somewhere else that exists. 
So the way we're going to tackle today's episode, we're not going to go over everything that we went over last time. We're op- we're only going to the only thing we're going to revisit is the idea of what the Great Dome is as a whole and where what holds all these uh, countries together. And then we're going to talk about some of the lands we haven't spoken about, including the land of the clones that Jesse mentioned earlier. We're going to talk a little Ooh. bit more depth about the land of the clones, the land of Saturn, Orion, Pleiades, and the celestial lands. And then we'll talk about human oh. history and the wars that we supposedly fought, but we never knew about. Yo, is this going to be like, it was one million years ago, right? Because they can get away <laughs> it with it. It is going to be a long, it is, if I remember correctly, it's like a few thousand years ago that, that, that like we had a war with the A few thousand, the, the Egyptians were hanging around. Oh, you can't say well, a few you can't, thousand. The, the Egyptians are like. A few like, thousand was ancient listen, Rome. They're not as real as you would nine. like to believe. It could be nine. <laughs> It's all, okay. sure. you know, it's all relative, you know? How long ago was the Mesozoic era? I don't know. I don't know. None of us know. Yeah. No. What caused the Bronze Nobody Age knows. collapse? War with the clones? The clones <laughs> took the Bronze George Lucas stage. was trying to expose it all. He wanted us to know. <laughs> yeah. The land of Hercules invaded uh, Earth. <laughs> yeah. That's what the whole movie was about. Disney was trying to tell us all. Well, look, if if we believe that we live inside a simulation, then this all maybe we just think that the Earth's been around for a really long time. Maybe we just think we've been alive for a certain number of years. Mm. Maybe this all happened six months ago. I give myself existential dread Mm. a couple times a month thinking I could have come into existence today and just been programmed to remember all my life. This could yes. <laughs> do that all the time. That's called like, that's called anxiety and intrusive <laughs> thoughts. And <laughs> maybe okay, we're on a colony ship. Can I take you know this and combine it together like some sort of delicious meal of insanity, and mm-hmm. say, what if okay. all of these other flat Earth things aren't other realms but other computer programs on oh, a computer that we are all on? It's the internet firewalls. I we're walls. hacking into Flocky the different. Yes. Yeah, we're seeing the different <sighs> things out there. But like we're not supposed oh. to be there because that's not our program. Literally, I think the first Wreck It Ralph movie. I'm pretty sure. Even in, even in <laughs> like in in like hacking, you know, like cyberpunk imagery, all the digital security software is literally ICE. Isn't that weird? Damn, Ooh. dude. Did we just make our own? I believe conspiracy? you. I don't know if that's true, but I believe you. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I mean, we're definitely talking about a literary genre right now, fictional <laughs> literature, but it is true. <laughs> All right, so a little bit about what we've got here. Um, so, you know, we're looking, these these places are about 8,000 kilometers behind the ice walls uh, in the direction that we call south. May not actually be called south. Oh. That might just be a government lie. The Great <laughs> Dome, or also known as the End <laughs> of the Known, is what, don't laugh <laughs> the at The End it, of the Gnome? The, what did you say? The End of the Known. End of the, the end Gnome. Of the oh, gnome. I heard Gnome as well. Which may yeah. be south. I was yeah. pissed, dude. End of the gnome, dude. No way. <laughs> That's a great. That's what Big Compass wants you to think. <laughs> South isn't real. The billionaires who make compasses. <laughs> the, the the great dome, or or known the end of the known, is that which covers and encloses in some way all the other known worlds. Very few were able to see this end, and even quote unquote touch it. Can it even really be touched? They leave into question. Moreover, mm-hmm. it is said that the ex- some experiments were made to be able to cross it, but it was not possible. It is the terror of several colonizing civilizations that do not sleep peacefully since any race from outside could take away from them from one day to the 
other the power that they maintain in the hierarchical <laughs> pyramid that they themselves what? built during history. Did you just like start one, improv in the middle sentence. of that? One sentence. That, that was all one sentence. Did you start playing zip zap zop in the middle of that sentence? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that, that's uh, all words were read exactly as they were written in the order that they were written. Basically, the dome encompasses all 178. Hmm. There's no idea if they can okay. get through it or not. And on the outside, bad things exist. So we're safe. The Sweet dome is keeping okay. us safe. Okay. Okay. Whoa. So hold oh, up. So hold up. So good. Hold up. There is. If I'm if I'm understanding this, mm-hmm. if we had to like reverse nesting doll this thing, there's <laughs> us in the middle. Well, wherever we're at, there's us in the, the middle of mm-hmm. a thing. And then outside of that thing is more lands and then outside of that thing is an, there's another wall and that leads to more things and no, there's no. another wall we don't really fully know what's outside the dome i'm just looking at the images we have here i'm trying to figure out what's so hard to follow <laughs> what's so hard to figure what's so hard about that so there's multiple domes <laughs> and each i'm sorry multiple ice walls but then in the end there's a giant super dome around all of us and beyond that is the unknown where I assume Cthulhu's trying to like Yeah, something it. like that. But yeah, we all are also all encased in a wall or like a dome. It depends. And they even say in the book, the best way to cross them is by going by water and land and find, looking oh. for little crevices and cracks within the walls and being able to slip through and uh, go into these areas because oh. it's very hard to buy air. Why? I don't know. Has anyone ever tried to fly? There? That's a good question. I don't have an answer and neither does the author. So... I, don't, I, I wish I could tell you the, all the, this man did a lot of research. I imagine that that was just left out accidentally. <laughs> Do you think it's kind of like when people ask, why couldn't Gandalf just fly Frodo to the, to the volcano to throw the right. ring? It's like, you know what? Don't ask questions, dummy. Right. It's fine. Uh, well, Is that the five? It's a fun adventure yeah. and it's not mm-hmm. about the end. It's about the friends we meet along the way. So yeah. maybe he just left that out because he wants all of us to go on our yes. own little adventures. Critical yeah. thinking the same way yeah. Satan gave it to us. It's not about yeah. answers. It's about buying the books. <laughs> yeah. Which, wait, can I wait a minute? By the way, uh these books are like ten to fifteen dollars each and they're about twenty-five to fifty pages each. With huge How far in are you? Text. I've read that's two like, of them fully. That's like a wow a dollar a page. Oh yeah. This is like uh, information the government doesn't want you to have. That's information is power, dude. This is a deal, is dude. This is a deal, okay? You're paying a premium. <laughs> this is a deal. We're gonna talk about some lands. And uh, see what life is like over there as best as we can. And we're going to start with where we kind of left off after the first episode. Uh, the dome or land known as Aldebaran. Aldebaran. A-L-D-E-B-A-R-A-N. You can find it on your maps. Follow Aldebaran. along. I'm looking it at is the to the west. It, at least that's what Big Compass wants. Us to think. It's to the west. Is of that uh, <laughs> Princess Labea's homeworld? <laughs> Princess Labea from Aldebaran. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in Aldebaran, the Torinos and Taurines, that's where they live. And they have a- The Taurines? The Taurines and the Torinos. The Taurines, I think- Are they, are, are they bull people? Well- I was about to say- Good it, question. I rem- all I remember is in high school, somebody said that Taurine was bull semen, and that was an urban legend Ooh, that, that permeated my community for many years. But it turns out oh. it's bull vomit, I think, or, or hey. bull bile. Oh. Wait. Which, it, okay, it is <laughs> swallow, taste, spit, bull semen, bull vomit, bull the other one. I mean, it's the stuff that's in Red Bull, right? Yeah. And like Monster? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, 100%. That seems like it would be super expensive ingredient to get. It depends on how much barf you need for how many Red Bulls, I guess. <laughs> yeah, how much, that's true. How much, oh, that's so gross. <laughs> that's true. Uh, 
But you are correct. These Torinos and Torines, they have a great relation to what you, what we know rather from past stories like the Minotaur, the monster, you know, with the bull's head, human body. Uh, The Taurines are a faithful reflection of that representation. They are in fact bull people. They're bull people. And cow, and cow people, I, you know, I guess. And if we dig deeper, we could find a direct relationship between the Torinos and human beings in past resets, which we've never covered on an episode. But I'm sorry. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's wow. just, I, I can't, man. We can't go through it right now. What <laughs> no, I will no, tell no. you need to just, is just a reset th- pitch. is a cycle. Things get crazy. War starts happening. The custodians <gasps> come in, wipe everybody out. We start fresh. Time out. Mm, Whoa. Like the great reset. That's believable. Did I yeah. miss the fact that we're a zoo? I mean, no, because we we don't have nine hours to really go through every little bit. I'm picking and choosing what we're talking about. This is the best thing I've ever. I love when we talk about this. This is so nutty. It is perfect. Perfect. <laughs> well, some stories of the giants confirm that the Torinos used to feed on human flesh. But in recent times, they've proven to be benevolent beings who were able to end the rule of the custodians a long time ago. Which uh, custodians, by the way, when you think of custodians, uh, Ali and Nat, they're the greys. Little grey alien oh, oh, But they don't gotcha. live from space. They live in here. They're just from their own little world. So the custodians in- are not in charge anymore. Right. No, no. And that's thanks to the Taurines and Taurinos. They took them down. They ended their rule. Um does it describe what they look like, the Torinos? They say the they're Taurines? they're um, um, faithful reflections of the Minotaur. So I imagine okay. Oh, okay. Like they look so like these are, yeah. So these are bull people mm-hmm. that used to eat humans, mm-hmm. but now they've kind of like ascended uh, or become enlightened and they don't eat humans, mm. correct? Yeah, yeah, they went from like their base class to their prestige class. How do we know? So mm-hmm. is this just vegan propaganda? Oh, yeah, how do we know this isn't... <laughs> Uh, prop, uh, pro minotaur propaganda i'm just saying chick-fil-a mm. advertising is from the taurines and torinos <laughs> yeah. those guys are the taurines yeah, those they are the taurines those yeah. Yeah. the ones with the bad handwriting the bad handwriting yes exactly eat more chicken they've, they've got hooves they can't what are you gonna do they gotta you know yeah what else they can't do shit well since yeah. they ended a custodial rule um, they're not well regarded by the races that dominate within the great dome any longer since they have uh, have saved several races and species that were supposed to go extinct. The Taurines and the Torinos are basically not liked by elder species because they've stay, mm. saved the extinction of species that should have been wiped out and let to be completely oh. wiped out. Even the races that had not been able to develop their full potential due to attacks of the parasites that we mentioned earlier, which is the the custodians are also parasitical and they like to like use the people and the it's it's very confusing they use people until they don't need them anymore then they wipe them out and restart reset why are we to believe this? No, that's though? how i would do it too why, like out of all the stories yeah why are we to believe that these are the good like why if i'm into conspiracies could i also just be like why do the minotaurs want us to like them so much what's that about mm. i don't know aren't the aren't the Listen, grays like there's only one story that was passed down my man <laughs> We can't talk to them. We can't speak to them. You're right. We're never going to get to read their language. You're right. This is all he said, she said. Mm. You know what I mean? We shouldn't even be taking this for real. Imagine if a samurai from the 1700s was dropped into the middle of New York City. What would he even tell people he saw? Well, if you give me $10,000, I'll say whatever the hell you want me to say. I'll be like, (laughs) I saw it with my own eyes, guys. I was there. Patreon.com slash Illuminati podcast. (laughs) I'll I'll write my own 25-page book and be like, I was there. 
Well, over time, the Minotaurs are good people. <laughs> the, the taurine people's <laughs> genetic material had been modified many times over the ages. Oh, uh, but they were not the, the the custodians specifically were not able to modify the empathy and love for life that they had. They couldn't get that. They couldn't genetically get that out of the taurine <gasps> or taurinos. That's beautiful. oh, love love conquers all. Yeah, love conquers mm-hmm. all. Exactly, exactly. Wow. Um. They they also say nowadays they are still carnivorous beings, uh, and but can, they can be found scattered in sev- several other circle environments, aka other countries or worlds uh, that they where they kind of just are around and helping people with their spiritual development. So they're like shamans. So they're like wandering monks now. Okay, healers. Healers. Yeah. 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 We, so is this? We like, have a lot of experience with healers. <laughs> is this like supposed to explain like? The, that if the appearance of that on earth is that like 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 the minotaur is that like what what it is yeah that's like the direct history is like the minotaur might be like actually one of them that we came across he just got super that lost worked into their way of our mythology no it was yeah. his labyrinth he lived there dude i know but he got hella lost right like he he must have got <laughs> he must have ended up there and then they built the labyrinth around him like years before you know like because he was so woke and like just like ready to work with these people maybe he was like yeah i'll go in there <laughs> A labyrinth <laughs> he was just lost forever then why do they slander him so much like history has slandered that man maybe he maybe after he was away from his people for so long he you know humans the corruption of humans took hold and he just became sort mm-hmm. of like a meat eater again mm. and now i'm just gonna say right now i'm only giving you the the uh the late half history of the taurines they used to have another land called aldebaran a but they were wiped out and annihilated almost near Wait, to extinction. Wait, so are these these taurines the clones? Nope, that's a whole separate No, these, No, they escaped. These are the ones that they didn't escaped. get wiped out. And, like, they escaped <laughs> and made Al- Aldebaran B. So Aldebaran, oh so wait, so Aldebaran w- and, and Aldebaran B are a thing. Yeah. But there's also America 2, and that's clones. We're going to get to the, we're going to get Hold there. Hold on, it's not but, called America 2. There, no, it's, no, it's, it's just called Earth 2. Bro, I'm looking at America 2 right here. It's second Maybe Earth, land Earth of clones. Two. Second, oh shit, it there is, is called America, America 2, Europa it's 2. It's called America yeah. 2 with an America. accent. Yeah, America 2. Uh, we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> we got to move on. We've only done one land. We got to go. We got to keep going. Oh, yeah, yeah, We've yeah. We've only done know. one land, bro. The land of Saturn, all right? The lands of Saturn. You this actually, oh. you know, when you hear the description of these people, it might make sense to you. The Saturnians, rings big rings, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, big rings, <laughs> hoop earrings, big just rings around their fingers. The Saturnians are beings of very tall stature, some up to fourteen meters in height. What that is in freedom units, wow. I don't know. Their psychic <laughs> development, along with their imposing figures, makes them very strong beings. And for that reason, and for their great technological advancement, they were never conquered by any of the parasitic races. It look Asodians, the reptilians, the Dracos. Yeah, 14 that's, meters tall. That's, that's ridiculous. Like a T-Rex. What is that? How that's tall is that? Really Give me high. feet. Like like that's 10 really bathtubs. That's a lot. That's like uh, th- a, me- uh, a meter is about 3.3 feet. Oh, wow. Yeah. They're huge. Holy shit, dude. Where is, wait, where is this? Saturn. Yep, so the lands of Saturn. So it's right. It's directly north of Aldebaran. Correct. Yeah. And these, okay. uh, this right. Aldebaran A the four, and Aldebaran B. The four countries of Dion, Yapeto, Titan and Hyperion. Those exist in the lands of Saturn. Geppetto? Geppetto, it's there. I'm looking at Geppetto, it. Geppetto, right there. These lands, even though they are gigantic and attract attention because of their big rings, 
they were not visited until relatively recently when the Anunnaki visited them for the first time. And they came to a quick agreement because they saw these lands and the native beings as very hard and difficult to colonize. The ancient aliens went to Saturn land. Well, they're on, they have their own land too. Yeah, yeah they, they have their are, own lands. They're, uh, they're on the other side of the world. Uh, the, if you go a little bit to the right, past the lands of Mars, uh, the Anunnaki's lands are uh, past the lands of Seth and include the Sea of Horus. This is interesting because there's a lot of sort of like Greek and Roman mythology in this. Mm-hmm. Like when, you, when you're saying the Saturn land or whatever, I was thinking of Saturnalia. I'm saying that like a total idiot. I know no, it's like, you said it right. like Saturnalia. No, I, yeah, it, I don't yeah. know. That's it. Oh, it. it was right. Okay, yeah, which is like I guess the pagan holiday that was celebrating uh I don't know, like the Roman god Saturn and it's like what evolved into Christmas right. at one point or something. So I'm wondering if this has any sort of connection to that. I'll give you a uh, a quick land of the uh, Anunnaki ref- uh breakdown as to how these operate. Okay. So the Anunnaki here are another one of the uh, colonizing and parasitic races that is sickening the other worlds, manipulating and controlling <laughs> the children of the children Sounds for years racist. and years. Whoa. Mm. What? What? Sounds a little racist. Oh, oh yeah. No. Why are they colonizers? I, I don't Yeah, what's up with that? I don't know. <laughs> and, uh, they're another of our enemies, a hostile and p- power hungry race. And they're the creators of the pyramids because humans are too stupid to do that. And build, uh, they build these structures in all the worlds they visit. It's like their flag. They're like plant down by building a pyramid. They've been here. They are the strongest mm. race within the Great Dome, even above the Custodians. And the technology they use to attack other worlds is incredibly advanced. The weapons of destruction and the facility they have to enter through the domes is also something notorious and that characterizes them and frightens any race. They give Can you I get idea. a vibe check on them? They like do use portals. Like. <laughs> they use portals. They use portals. They use, um, portals. They use portals. Okay, so your portal That's theory is like portals are has in. legs. Bingo. Just wanted you to know. And what if the portal's in Greece? Ooh, maybe. Ooh. Like, you know, Greece and Egypt have connections, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Culturally, yeah. But yeah. the Saturnalia know. people, the Saturn, no, sorry, the Saturn, I'm saying it's Saturnalia now. <laughs> the Saturn people were too, like, powerful for the Anunnaki to colonize. So when they showed up, they just made, like, an agreement with them and left. They didn't bother even If trying. I needed to think of a fictional race that already exists to be the Anunnaki, who should they be? A fictional race? Like, how could you... Well, you know, what would you describe? Like, I, I just need something <laughs> to think of them as. I don't, like, I don't know. What, we talk, what level of technology are we talking about? They're beyond like, the grades, they have technology more powerful <laughs> no, than no, the okay, grades. Okay, okay. Uh, are they more elven? Are they like super powerful or humans? Or are they like a Kryptonian? Like, what's the vibe Do they here? care? Are they intellectuals? They don't describe what they look like. Uh, oh, wait. Oh, nope. Here are you go. Are they warlike barbarians? Here's what they... I give you a, the a description. The Pennsylvania Dutch. A Pennsylvania yeah. Dutch. <laughs> they just love to make butter. They just love it. Yeah. The Anunnaki live in arid zones with little vegetation. Um, okay. And the reality is that they are... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Their skin color is yellow-greenish. Although their leaders okay. can have a totally different tonality. So olive. But all of them have very dry, scaly skin, and their eyes are distinguished by being yellow, mm. red, or black. And they have a particular iris that is color uh, characterized by a cleft, depression, or gap that can be both Ooh. uni and bilateral, generally dark in color. So they're the Fremen, basically, is what you're saying. <laughs> I guess. Yo, that's a good, that's solid, solid call. Yeah. There you go. They, they, that's what. Uh, yeah, they're hanging out on Dune, Duning it up. Okay. Okay. During many civilizations in the known lands, they've been depicted in many forms, including humanoid, reptiles, birds, and others. So, you know, it could look like anything, I suppose. But they, well, that's maybe it's the like vibes. a place and not necessarily <laughs> yeah. a people. Like, you know, anyone can live there and be Anunnaki. 
Oh, that's very progressive of you, Jesse. Oh, I like that. It's like like a mix, like a melting pot. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, These lands that the Saturn people live on, continuing on, uh, they they had another big war. Um, The Anunnaki were coming from hard times at the time when they showed up. And had uh, when they were coming from the, the Dust Bowl. What? <laughs> the we Anunnaki love the Dust Bowl. Yeah, the Anunnaki show. Dust Bowl. <laughs> these went really, really hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but these beings here on Saturn are f- frugivorous. Uh, they usually have a bluish frugivorous? frugivorous. I don't know. I didn't. They I love did to give <laughs> gifts as a fruit. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Oh, I think I know. Oh, I think like I know this. Does that mean they eat? They're frugal. Does that mean they eat nuts? Raw fruits and nuts. Oh, they they mostly raw wow. Wow. Jesse, too smart for your Frugivorous, own good. dude. Uh, they're, yeah. We right. are, technically. That's what we are. We're not herbivores what? or omnivores. Okay. We're forgivorous. <laughs> we eat nuts. Their skin is... Berries. I don't believe in for- forgiveness. <laughs> I just you're, hold a grudge. You're just straight yeah. forgivorous. <laughs> <laughs> their skin is usually bluish in color and almost all of their body and white tones in their abdomen. These titans visited the known lands on several occasions during different resets, carrying thousands of stories that are today intermingled with mythology by custodial manipulation. Some have been immortalized in the known lands. They can be found on large stones, mountains, or trees, as some suffered from custodial technology a long time ago. Uh, but that's that's all you need to know about the Saturn people. That's them. They're psychic, very powerful, and kind of keep to themselves. They don't go saving anybody like the Taurines do. They just kind of stick to themselves. Mm. But that also didn't help the Anunnaki either. Next up, the lands of Orion. Okay. These have a lot of different lands in them. I'm not going to say all of them. You can look at it for yourself. There's a lot of different countries. Where's the lands of Orion it. on trying this to find map? It. It's near the deepest ocean. What? Not the, not the Abyssal Sea or the Infinite Ocean. The deepest ocean. Right, right. And that is... Oh, Wait, not the ocean of death. Ocean. Do, people, do people like really believe this? The reason I even got it's started a, on this on is because on TikTok, it was people being like, I can't believe I was like, look, and they were using Google Maps to like show basically a piece of ice. And they're like, that's the like entrance. glitches on. Yeah, Google, like, glitches you on know, Google like in Maps. a video game, yeah. you run to the oh. edge of the map. People yeah. truly do believe yeah. this is yeah. real. I got when we did the first episode, people were mad, uh, but it was fun. Wait, no, wait, people were mad. People who wait, believe I want to know. I, wanna, I love gossip. No, they're just like, like they, they were just mad because they were dumb. We're idiots. People believe it. We're mad because we were laughing at it. And, yeah. You know, we're like part of the deep state conspiracy nonsense. You know, things that make oh. them. We're the better. reason people aren't taking this seriously. Let I me do s- not see this place. I know. So it is. Listening. Who- oh no, I see it. It's really close. It's in between the lands of Saturn and the Anunnaki's lands. To Sem- everyone listening who is deep in this and you love this and this is your thing. Hi, Jesse Cox from the internet. I want to <laughs> believe it too. I want to. I want this to be real more than you know. It one hundred percent isn't, but I want it to be because this sounds <laughs> so cool. This sounds the coolest. I would mm-hmm. love for this to be real. And you know what? If you can prove it to me, if you want to go with me on a trip, I've I've done the math. In order to travel to one of these other lands, in order to go around the planet once, that's like I don't know, twenty hours. All we get in a plane and we just go. We mm, just go. Right. Let's see how far. I'm in. I would go with you. I want to see it. But you can't it. fly. You have to go by land or by sea. It's easiest by sea. Oh, yeah, never, by I, got, I got work. I can't do all that. <laughs> I think it's really flattering that people thought you were part of the deep state. I think mm-hmm. that you should lean into that and embrace that sort of power. Somebody right. on TikTok, we had something go viral on TikTok the other day, and somebody started telling, it, like, people started spamming in the comments saying, 
Oh, what, what? it wasn't deep state. It was plant. You're yes. a government plant. Because I was talking about the Miami aliens. And then I like made a joke at the end where I was like, yeah, the aliens are going into, I don't remember what I said, Sephora or something <laughs> yeah. and like buying the newest highlighter. And people were so mad. Why would you they say like, that? You're just a government plant. How dare you make light of a very serious situation? That's a, yeah. That's those people yeah. are out there, man. Are you a government plant? Alex got a bunch of that with his moon episode, the moon landing episode. I'm a government ficus. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we move on to the next land, I'm actually going to go through the custodians very quickly um, because they're. Okay. I need to differentiate them from the next land of people, and it's actually they're a little further south. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, we're not going like to go over out a ton of it. Box. Um, but this is basically the second most powerful race in the giant 178 uh, domed world. And St. Germain Islands and the Machiavelli Islands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the name of some of the islands. Machiavelli Island. Uh, fraternity <laughs> Island. Anyway, I got to read. Oh, that's nice. Okay. So they're, the beginnings of the custodians is unclear. And we don't really know where they came from. There are theories among the giants where it is said that the custodial race was attacked by some other race that didn't even come from the great dome and that they merged with the locals to create a great force that later gave origin to the custodian. So they're like a mix of what came outside of the great dome that we know and the humans that they attacked way back when. Um, but that, that, the reason we say that they think that is because they believe humans actually are, are come from the land of the custodians first and that we were from there oh. before we were where we're at now. Uh, the custodians, it said, were the first to leave their world and advance on their way to the others with great destructive and colonizing power, having reached each of the worlds and tried to explore around the known end of worlds, like the wall around them. While they have been defeated on at least two known occasions by two completely different races, it is certain that they are also vengeful and that if they have not uh, yet tried again, they will soon. It is certain they are vengeful. This sounds like propaganda. This is the most propaganda shit I've ever heard. They are vengeful. They, custodians are the only ones who ever attempted to uh, enter the lands that we'll cover last, the celestial lands, failing. Uh, these lands are the most mysterious of all. And the story goes that humanity, in a way, comes from these lands and that each of the humans have the source or, quote unquote, life energy, what we call a soul, that comes from these lands. Therefore, the human destiny is to eventually confront the custodians that whatever is done with, uh, within that great clash is inevitable. And although it has already been tried and the great forces between humans and custodians have collided in history with the help of the Nakim giants, which is who Shiki is part of, history will surely repeat itself again in these lands. And for that reason, uh, to stay aware of everything that happens there and any opportunity to free humanity will be used to its fullest. So there you go. The custodians are very spooky. They're very evil. They want to colonize everybody. Um, and they may actually look like humans. And the reason I say this, because land of the Orions is where the grays are from. I mistake. I, they're not the custodians. I I mix that up since July and now. So the custodians are like humans, the dudes from Jupiter ascending. Yes. God. Yes. Weird mix of humans and unknowable evil. Um, these lands, uh, the lands of Orion going to them now are, are the lands dominated known by, uh, by the beings known as the grays, the aliens that we so kind of know. They're generally small, three to four feet high. They are beings of great psychic and scientific development, and their laboratories are extremely advanced and undoubtedly the best that can be found within the Great Dome. They have been experimenting with many races. They have in their possession knowledge about all of them uh, existing here, and the custodians have used them on several occasions in their obsession to try and achieve penetration into the celestial lands. Why are they using these Ooh. very triggering words? Who among <coughs> us is not trying to achieve 
penetration. You know, <laughs> to the it's celestial very, land. It's specifically. very, it's very custodial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very custodial. It's very custodial. Yeah, I think that's why I got him confused because the custodians used the greys as like a tool to try and enter the celestial lands. Wait, so the custodians are different from the greys? Yes, the custodians are kind of like human looking. Oh, that's why you can't trust them. Yeah, you can't trust them. That's the whole gotcha. reason. Uh, obviously, they failed to getting into the celestial lands. Uh, these beings, the greys, they lack empathy and are generally hostile towards human uh, humans. Only on a few occasions have they shown compassion, but cases of abductees who have had really bad experiences are everywhere. And so the idea is every alien abduction story that we know, all the alien encounters mm-hmm. are real. They just aren't from space. They're from the lands oh. of Orion. Oh, all right. You've sucked me back in. Welcome back. Yeah, we talked about this last time we did this. And for those of you who are unaware, go watch the movie Jupiter Ascending. It is this. It really is like the, a unifying theory of like crap like this. It is so this. It's why. And then, yeah, evil Eddie Redmayne is the custodian and he has little greys that work for him and dragon people. And he's trying to like, I'm talking like this the whole movie. Like that. He does that <laughs> thing. And then, uh, you know, there's a man who's half werewolf, half rollerblader. It's great. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Here's, here's the thing. Here's. <laughs> Here's the thing that fucks me up about this, right? Like, let's just say, let's just say, like, I don't know why that got me. Oh, it will get you. The universe is like the, it it is so, it is more accurate than you could ever imagine. And it's so much dumber than it even sounds. Uh, But uh, (laughs) the thing that's so crazy, he's literally like in the air. He does that. He skates in the air like this. It's, it's 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 Channing Tatum as a werewolf. It's Channing Tatum too, yeah. There's a girl it's, who's queen of bees and can control bees. It's, I mean, it's charming. You know, he's he's always got that. Sean Bean is in this movie as a man who like was a, a bee, bee man. man. He's a bee man. <laughs> he's half bee, half man. He's half bee, half man. But he just looks like a man. He just like loves honey and stuff. Uh, anyway, anyway, the thing that's fucked up. It's a weird movie. It, it's a worthwhile movie to watch. It, it, it's it's by the Wachowskis. Give it a shot. Uh, if you love the Matrix, it's just as good. Um, the, <laughs> no, don't do that. The thing that's messed up about this, and let's just imagine because we, and I always, I always use this as like a sort of like tonal thing because it, it happened recently and it really, you know, affected my thought process. But we kind of proved that everything is everywhere all at once recently. Like the Nobel Prize, right? The is what it was. was stuff, given. Yeah. yeah, we proved that like, our perception of the universe is such that we perceive it in a certain way where it's linear and there's, you know, space between things and we have to, you know, travel in space to get to places and stuff like that. And, uh, but that's not how the universe actually is. And that's why things like quantum entanglement between particles on other sides, on opposite sides of the universe can happen is because the way that we perceive it is not really how it is. Right. That's, that seems mm-hmm. accurate to you, Mathis. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm mm-hmm. sure there's a little bit of stuff so, in there that makes no sense to me. But so yeah. assuming that, right. Assuming that's true, mm-hmm. which it seems to be. And then assume that you're like not an educated person. Like you're just kind of like somebody from, 200 years ago who doesn't have a operating knowledge of like even what atmosphere is what anything is like how is this not like looking at this map how is this not just space and and planets like mm-hmm. like how like how is it not right that's like, kind of what it is right like they take there's a zeta reticuli land like there's just 
They pull things from space. It's almost just like I was the first human being and I was confronted with the concept of space. And instead of picturing it as like a nothingness of uh, with orbs floating in it, which it may be, you know, to most to the eye, you know, even though it's just circles, you know, if you think about it as circles rather than orbs, it kind of ends up like this. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like, it's kind of the same thing. Like there is atmosphere around things. There is distance between them, an ocean, like, you know, we even call spaceships spaceships because they are ships that go in space. Like, I don't know, like, is it really that, is it, is it, no. if you, if you start to think about it that way and you start to think about like, maybe there isn't even space, you know, like, I don't know, like it, it, it starts to become something that at least you can start to get some serious thoughts about, I guess. I mean, if we, that makes sense. If we believe that everything like exists all at once, right. Then this does exist. Right. Isn't that what Alex was saying? Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a, that's a whole other, yeah. Like the multiverse or whatever, like the infinity of existence is a whole other thing too. Yeah. Right. So if you believe that the universe is infinite, then there is at least in some capacity truth to this because it would exist somewhere in some yeah. way. In, in some reality, a little bit down and to the right of the lands of the custodians, south of the ocean of the death, is a little archipelago called Caligula. You <laughs> know where he went after? He didn't die. He just went yeah. there. It was down there. Yeah. <laughs> but that's something – that's what I was going to ask you, though, because that, 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 actually, that actually reminds me of something. Because there's Machiavelli Islands. There's Caligula. There's mm-hmm. all these things that are named after, like, people that seem to be not that antiquitous. Like, yeah. like – I guess in the in the in the context of human history, they are, you know, people like Machiavelli and and Caligula, the, the Roman emperor. But is that like supposed to? Are we supposed to be looking at this in the way that like Jack Kirby named the Eternals things that are close to what we call our gods to explain mm. that we sort of? I like- would imagine the explanation is that like Caligula was named such because somebody had heard the story of the lands that were beyond like that, you know, that might've been a place called Caligula mm-hmm. where powerful things were. Maybe they named him after such hoping that that would be it, but there's no details. We don't know. I don't fully understand what influenced what chicken or egg. I don't know. It's almost like they just gave us the seed and we're just out here watering the gardens, doing the work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. exactly. The, the last thing we should know about the grays, they're basically the third most powerful, uh, a point before the first great war, uh, where we're like everybody out there was fighting the leadership of both the, of the Anunnaki and the custodians had an upheaval and it allowed the greys to take control of the entire great dome for a little while until the great human uprising happened and they we killed their leader which made the greys very mad at us which is why they treat us the way they do still today what is the way they treat us abduct us take our you know genetic sampling all, the, stu- all the abduction stories we have now are the way they're treating us. And it could have been better. I just want to say for the record, I hope everyone listening at home caught that. Mathis stopped himself. I want to let you know where he goes. <laughs> did I stopped myself? I didn't realize what, what I do. Oh, you did. And it was beautiful. You go, collect our s- genetic. <laughs> oh, yeah, shut up. Yeah, yeah. Very <laughs> obvious. Semen, semen was about to come out of there. And you stopped yourself. And that's very nice. They can they can pump me dry if they want. I've already. T- aliens are. I have a free pass. I'm never going to stop. Them. You do have a free pass. <laughs> aliens have free pass. The only ones that ever will. I don't know why it's sensual for you. It's it, most people, it happens to. <laughs> because the grays need to learn about. Changed forever. Horrified. And uh, love. You, and think you just want to fix them. I will. I, I can fix okay. them. Ah, oh, wow. <laughs> that hubris, that male hubris.
Only a few more lands left. We got, we got one, two, three, four more lands, and we are, are done with this. Uh, with all of the main important ones. I hope we're never just, done with this. I love this. <laughs> do you think all the Do you think all the graves have a hive mind? So if you fix one, you you fix them all. Mm. Oh, that'd be great. It's a great question. That'd be like the best orgy of all time. What? It is sensual for you, isn't it? Just it really is. Just oh, with it the is. aliens, man. Just with the aliens. All I, I feel like that's why they're not coming for you, because they're like, that guy's way too <laughs> thirsty. Listen, we've had this talk. We've had, we've had this conversation, all right? 100% he is skeezing them out. Like, <laughs> like actually, I was going to say you should come to a Chiluminati live show, but I was going to say, actually, maybe you probably don't shouldn't. come to a Chiluminati live show. I, the splash zone is getting too big these days. <laughs> like, well, listen, okay, here's my logic, right? So the aliens keep showing up and scooping eggs and, and scooping, you know, jizz out of people. I gotta say scoop. Just take it from somebody who's willing. I'll do it in that and I'll get confirmation that aliens are real. It's a trade. Okay, man, don't put yourself out there that much like that. We covered the QAnon conspiracy years ago and one of the parts of that conspiracy which by the way off the top not true blah 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 let's not even go into it except for this one little slice where there some people believe that adrenochrome is being harvested by children but you wouldn't be able to get it from a willing participant you would have to get it from someone who is having a fear response because that's the only way in this theory that we covered this conspiracy theory it's the only way that's what the aliens need so maybe i'll play along i know a bug man in a seersucker suit i'll play along i'll play the role (laughs) just take me on your spaceship no 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 No, no, i'm so afraid yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll say no. I'll pretend it's fine. You can't it's pretend. Like, you this can't broadcast pretend. It's... to the galaxy, bro. They're already picking up. The, they got it. They know. <laughs> Whatever, man. Whatever. I'm done with this conversation. Can I say one thing that's kind of off topic, but I feel like it's. I've just been holding it in too long, and I need to share with some people. Please, no, please do. I have a friend please. in Atlanta who got banned from Whole Foods recently. Like he walked in, and some guy comes up to him and holds a picture up and is like hey is this you and he's like yeah and he was like you're banned from whole foods what? and he was like what i come here like three times a day because he lives right next to whole foods and they said that he had been coming in and you know like the the cookies there <laughs> he like would always grab a cookie while he was shopping and so he's banned from every whole foods like for the what? rest of his life that's Wait, what amazing is- that's mathis with the aliens right there no yeah too yeah, eager that's how Listen, i feel all right whatever yeah, uh, fine. I want to advance the relation between humanity and non-human <laughs> no, intelligence. No, you don't. You want to advance the relations between you and some alien and booty. I Get I out of here, dude. I want alien cookie out of the lobby of the alien. Yeah, <laughs> this whole like humanitarian. It's very altruistic of me to want to bang an alien. Like, Get out of here, you creep. Whatever, man. Listen, we talked about the sexiest alien abductions. Why can't one of those happen to me? We did a whole episode on it. You were there. What's a sexy yeah. alien? I think we've covered it. I think it's all. I think everybody know. Every listener out there knows why. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. All right. We gotta go. I'm gonna keep. I'm done. Stop dashing my dreams. I think the Grays to go to go back to what Nat said. I think all the aliens have a flyer with your face on it, Mathis, and they're like, "Don't yeah. abduct yep. this guy. He is bad news." One of us tried. We went yeah. there. It's on the sun visor. Yeah, we went there while he like had a fever so that he wouldn't know it was real. And he was being way too eager. We had to wipe his memory. He's it's it's a bad it. time for all of us. 
and they pass it out in the Whole Foods that is our universe. <laughs> you think they put like a holographic detour sign over my house that they fucking fly into <laughs> yeah. and have to go around? Oh my God. He <laughs> sucked my finger, dude. It was weird, man. It's fine. I'm not going back there. That's not fair, but it's fine. I didn't do anything wrong. Just trying to help. Pleiades, the lands where Atlas exists, Electra, the land, not the hero, and Merope. The Pleiadians are very close, uh, are very close to the known lands, and they are very tall beings that keep great physical similarity to who else? The Norse. Oh, oh. sexy. It is said that their ancestors survived the Battle of Asgard against the custodians. This is what I'm into, if it makes you feel better. So now there's two creeps in this episode. <laughs> Perfect. Would you would, would you let the late Pleiadians abduct you, bar none? I mean, I don't know what you're about to say about them, but I'm really into like the Viking Norse abduction These are your fantasy. People. See, um, for sure. Just because my my thing is little gray things. Why is that weirder than being into Norse aliens who look like big Vikings? This is like GeoCities, like back in the day when people finally found each other. Like, like you know, a like don't worry, man. Like I got you. Like I love the Norse aliens. Like oh yeah, and he's like I love the what are they called the the lands of Orion guys. I love those guys. <laughs> the I'm attracted to just really big rings. So, you know, maybe the the Saturnites mm, or whatever. Yeah. Oh, I've, I got a land for you. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm really into Roman emperors that love to eat their family members. Is there an archipelago <laughs> I can find? <laughs> if you don't like reptilians, you like more dragon-like reptiles, there's the draconians as well. So you can have no, your lizard-like like reptiles or your dragon-like <laughs> reptiles. Your Who lives in the lands of scat? <laughs> is scat I know one Wait, guy like who does. a guy that scats I thought you were talking about shit play <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm just asking questions there's a land called scat is it in like a and giant it's north dome of the lands of Draco and I'm like who lives there the Draco What's going people on? Does it smell like weed or cigarettes <laughs> great great questions all around uh, oh yeah right there Draco they live in uh Athabine Edamin all right anyway the Pleiadians. That's the bean? Don't worry about it. The Pleiadians. That's the most sexual one we've discussed. <laughs> That's just Chicago. These, these people, the Pleiadians, had a big war uh, against the custodians and fought in what is known as the Battle of Asgard. That and where they actually... Come on! Yeah, yeah. no, no, 100%. And uh, then escaped to those lands in Pleiades. They are generally benevolent to humans, but made a peace pact with the Anunnaki during an early stage of their development. They rely on our spiritual development and improving our living conditions. Their circle environment is believed to have been manipulated by the Anunnaki since almost their uh, since their beginning since their beginning for that reason that they suffer natural disasters all the time. And it's important to know Anunnaki have uh, weather controlling technology. And they use it mm. against the oh, circle environment. A raven. Flat earther for planet. <laughs> it's, it's in quotes, circle environment, whatever that means. Um, it is believed that this was uh, implanted to force them to have to escape from there and seek refuge in the known lands. And although many of these beings visited the known uh, continents, they do not feel comfortable coexisting with humans. They looked for other alternatives, but they were a failure. And they also failed to live in any of the lands behind the walls of mountains. These beings didn't Co- coexisting with humans didn't like work. It, in our yeah, with in us our in the known lands circle environment yeah, yeah. before so the these great could be reset. essentially Norse gods is what you're saying yeah yeah mm-hmm. that's what it sounds like yeah basically um, 
Because Asgard. Asgard. Oh, God, yes. A hundred percent. These beings didn't help humans in the Great War when it happened. You know who's not guarding his ass? Matt. Me, right yeah. here. It's open mm-hmm. for business 24-7. Kind of like a McDonald's. And that's your problem, my man. That's- Did you say kind of like McDonald's? Yeah. Okay. Mm. I like, well, we all have a reference point for it now. Kind of like McDonald's, the aliens are like, I, you know, there's other places we could go. <laughs> yeah, there's like, yeah, In and Out's like right up the block. It's man. like right over there. <laughs> no, no, it's not, cheaper. Not out here. It's in, cheaper in Texas. In not, right? I'm probably the best you're gonna get. I don't know. There's like, there's got to be a like a Whataburger version of a person out there. That's me. Who, <laughs> nah, you just said you were the McDonald's. All right, you're right. Actually, yeah, you're right. open 24 hours. I bro. am open 24 yeah. hours. Convenience. Eventually. Are you not afraid? Are you not afraid? Like a little bit. Like, w- what if they probe you and it's like really painful and you suffer like anal I'll fissures and it. like <laughs> your it. intestines no longer work and like you need to have a bag connected to your body and you know what I mean? Like, what if they really fuck you up? This is the real shit. I'm so glad that somebody's finally asking him this shit. But th- okay, but then I have actual answers. Like. I would know aliens are real, and I may have given up a part of my bodily health to find that information out. But that's but would, worth hold on, it. But would you? But would, would you your then life grow change to despise them over time? Would my life change for hurting you? Like so? I might get too crazy. Because oh, you, you might. But like I start turning this podcast into like just trying to spread the truth that aliens are real and just <laughs> cr- right. crash okay. my career. Probably. You might you just turn this into you screaming into space for aliens <laughs> to come have sex with you. Yeah, that'd be a crazy thing to happen on this show. <laughs> Eventually, we might lose track, and that might just be what our show is every single week. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, they, would, they would quit. The first, the first I day ne- I came back with like a colostomy you, bag, and I'd be like, wait till I tell you what you happened. came back with a bag, and you were like, guys, aliens are uh, real. The next eight episodes, aliens were in my butt. I'm here for all eight. Yeah, I mean, like, go you're on. done with eight after the and then last we're episode. Gone. You're gone, <laughs> and then we're out. It's the finale. Oh man, honestly, what a finale to go on. Uh, to yeah, know how the do you follow that real. up? I don't think legally you are allowed to after that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can. <laughs> uh, moving away from them, we're going to the lands Jesse's been waiting for now. The lands Hell of yeah. the clones. We are now mm. in the world of clones. This is where America too, Europa too. Grand Tierra de los Duertores. That was, uh, you know, all those places. That doesn't say Duertores. That says Desertores. Desertores. You're right. It's I could not do it. It's hard for me to fucking see. The grand land of the deserts, but it's in Spanish. <laughs> uh, Spanish deserts. This, known as like a very strange earth, was created as a totally experimental first Mars earth. That's a deserter, not a desert. Desierto is desert. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh. even more fun. Alex and I are like a whale's vagina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> An old, old wooden ship. Uh, this place is hard. To, basically, so this is this place was experimental first Mars <laughs> Earth, but it wasn't used for a long time until they transferred the Mars idea of Earth? Mars Earth. <laughs> it's what is Mars Earth? I, hang on, we'll get we'll get there. You said that like I'm like oh yeah Mars Earth. Let's well, go. We, we covered <laughs> it in the first episode, but it's been a long while. The first to penetrate this particular land were the Anunnaki, <laughs> finding only life in a very early stage of development. It was immediately used to transport some of the then dominant races to create an experimental site for conflict resolution and inter-race development. But this did not prosper and it was almost destroyed. Then it was used as cloning lands to save lives of important leaders of different races. Oh. For that reason, it has the characteristic name now. 
There was an escape of beings that were used for cloning that had to be chased in order not to generate great commotion in the different worlds. This also happened with human beings who were used for the cloning, who also escaped from there. These beings were robotic and lacked any feeling or empathy. No doubt all of this was another aberration of the parasites. Robotic. This experimental land today is completely abandoned. They are one of the many forgotten lands that someday maybe someone can reuse. The Pleiadians also have these lands in view to make a massive relocation for themselves. But the truth is that it is not known what can be found there since the large laboratories were abandoned overnight. So it was a place where important people were cloned of all races. So, you know, all those clone theories out here in like mm-hmm. in, in Earth about like, you know, Miley Cyrus being a clone or, you know, freaking the president being a clone or whatever. Uh, isn't there like another, uh, you know, celebrities, clone celebrities all over the place? Mm-hmm. Avril Lavigne. Avril Lavigne. Yeah. yeah, that shit. Oh, yeah. That's where they come from. They come from the lands of the clones. What? But why would Avril Lavigne be deemed so important that the Anunnaki? Did you say the Anunnaki? How many really notable people does Canada actually have? Do you know how much Canadian music they have to play on the radio? I read that recently. (laughs) You might need two Avril Lavines. Yeah, yeah. I think the song "Complicated" was about all of this. Oh, she was trying to like expose it. Wow. What if you play it backwards? Do you think Skater Boy's about Mathis? <laughs> yes. If you play complicated backwards, it's it's Avril Lavigne being like, beyond the ice wall. <laughs> that is yeah. where I come from. <laughs> All right. If you- we're almost done. Now we're going to talk about the celestial lands. Terra Incognita. There are many other worlds that are le- uh, being left out of, uh, of our coverage today. Because again, this can go on literally forever. There are like three other books I don't own that talk about other lands. Um, and there are a ton of extraterrestrial races that struggle to survive in a system that seems to leave uh, left up to mere luck the fate of one another, those who survive and those who die. It should also be noted that there are many others, although to a lesser extent, where peace and development reigns, perhaps because the parasitic races do not see or find anything interesting, or perhaps they monitor them from afar, or simply their development was subsequent to the visits in their lands and go unnoticed. Other lands, as we have seen, did not even manage to develop completely when the parasites entered their world and emptied their lands along with their dreams, besides staining their history completely with blood, manipulated, and changed their future forever. That's what the Anunnaki and the Custodians do. They ruin everything. The human being was broken and still could not twist the destiny for which he was created. His kingdom was taken a long time ago, and it does not seem that they will leave the throne soon. Perhaps it is time to reveal themselves to the despot king. Because remember, our destiny, if you remember early in this episode, I said it, but it might have gotten forgotten. Our destiny as humans is to Mm -hmm. stand up to those, the Anunnaki, the custodians, Mm -hmm. and to, we are the chosen ones. We are supposed Mm -hmm. to go fight them and end the reign of evil forever. That's why we're so important. That's why we're being protected by a a few different uh, races and and, uh, trying to be kept away. Main character syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, is it main character syndrome if it's true? That's what, like, success mindset Damn, people say, dude. man. I don't know. That seems unhealthy, bro. That seems toxic. <laughs> well, it's true that at least three of the parasitic races weigh on us, and although we are still standing, we are being emptied spiritually every day. The death of the human being will not be a physical one, but it'll be when we reach the point that there is no being in the known lands who knows that inside is his spiritual potential enough to change everything around. Basically, the soul is the key to everything. Our soul, our life Mm -hmm. energy, it's why we're so special, and they're draining it from us ever so slowly till eventually we'll be kind of like the clones were, empty vessels, robotic creatures that can just be manipulated and used. We must also learn- I feel like that. 
It's a little like capitalism. <laughs> I get that. I feel that though. I do. The more information I take in on a daily basis about just the state of things, I feel less inclined to do anything about it, you know? So I feel yes. like, or about things that upset me because I'm just like, this is out of my control. There's nothing I can do about these situations. Let's just meditate. Mm. Let's just chill. Let's just touch grass, whatever. So I don't know. Maybe it's working. Maybe yeah. the other. It's exactly how I feel when I go on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> like exactly like that. <laughs> well, before our great destiny comes, we still have to learn from many other races that manage to overcome their issues. We must follow some of their techniques to overcome the oppressive and manipulative power in which we live here. Many of these races are willing to help in the path towards the awakening and human freedom if we're just willing to accept it. It shouldn't be forgotten that the celestial lands, the lands we know very little about, the mysterious and hidden lands where the parasites could never enter, even though they tried, continue to keep our secret. The one that only we humans carry and those of the celestial lands know that we possess this source of life, that this is the great thing that will end the tyranny one day when Mm. we step forward and take our rightful place in the tapestry of the lands beyond the ice walls of Earth. I bet it's the (laughs) Cybertruck. Yeah. yeah. No, I think, you think that, that's the thing that unlocks our potential. Yeah, if we rolled out, if we all rolled out in those, man, an army of Cybertrucks. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so Elon knows that's why he changed Twitter to X because we're at the crossroads. Oh, fuck! It's gotcha. all right there in history. Right. Right. That. I mean, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Well, some say maybe that we're the link to the other lands behind this great dome. The fear of the colonizers is real because they cannot manipulate our essence, no matter how hard they try. They only can manipulate our physical environment. They're the reasons, by the way, the climate change, the Anunnaki are doing it, by the way. Is this just a way for like white people to feel like prosecuted? I was about to say the exact same thing. (laughs) Is that what this is? Is that what this is? But this is is written by the colonizers, guys. This thing is not written by a white man at all. This is all not written by a white man. William Morris isn't the <laughs> no, no, no. William Morris. No, the, the author of these books is Claudio Nocelli. Claudio Nocelli is the author. He goes by Nos Confundin. And you just have to trust him that he got from Helen a book that talks about William Morris, right. who then explains what is past the ice walls. So, but so the underlying story is by a white man. It's just being transmitted by what I assume is. A Portuguese guy? I don't know. Terra Incognita is Portuguese. He's he's Argentinian. Yeah, yeah. He's just, but the story from from back then, the Florida story, is more about about a land beyond ice walls, but it's like other humans and kind of weird stuff. All this alien and and all this stuff is all him adding to it. And he's Mm. more and more books are being released that I got to catch up on that just keep pushing the lore. Wait, he's alive? Oh yeah, this guy's pumping up. This, this is, last book came out is, last year. These are popping out. Yeah, these are popping out like hotcakes. Cranks them out for like twelve bucks on Amazon. He says that the Anunnaki are the ones that are causing climate change and ruining the environment. Yes, they're trying to ruin us and destroy us, and they have weather controlling technology, and they are ruining our climate in an Those effort assholes. to throw us off. So. It is kind of like a conspiracy because yep. you could say that like the, an inconvenient truth was just to lead us astray yes, exactly. from the fact that it's actually Anunnaki. Damn right. They're the ones pulling the strings trying to end us. Do you think Al Gore knew that? <laughs> if he had become president, yes. maybe we wouldn't be living in a land dominated by Anunnaki technology. He's the Stanley Kubrick of global warming is, uh, 
This is Al Gore. <laughs> the last land we're going to talk about is the Nearlands. This is where we live right now, the Nearlands. Our lands have a name different from everything that has been named in any of the stories and surely many of the continents abroad as well. And it's simply called the Nearlands. Although many keep the spirit of the great stories and battles that may have never happened, I will not annihilate his dream or confuse it, he claims, with names. Besides, I prefer that my land land remain for the moment with the name that some know it, Ancestral Republic, is fine as it represents what we are, the surviving human ancestors to the last reset. That is all. Apparently, William William Morris doesn't want to give the actual names of our lands for some reason, so he refers to it as the Ancestral Republic still because he doesn't want the names to be lost. I'm not entirely sure. What the fuck are you talking about? What does that even <laughs> exactly, mean? Bro, I, I, I'm trying. Wait, wait. I'm trying to make sense. Wait, so he's saying... He doesn't want the names to be lost, so he's not sharing them? That doesn't but, even but, make but any sense But he's selling books about all of them, so it doesn't really matter. Is what, the name wait, in the he, book? He, so he doesn't... The so Nearlands. The Nearlands. You're talking about Earth. Yes, you're talking about the planets. Yes. <laughs> this is Terra Earth. Infin... Uh, yeah, this is where we live. So you're talking about, like, Europe and stuff, right? And he doesn't want to tell us what this place is really called, because if he did, then we couldn't stick it to the Anunnaki? Yeah, something like Why? that. Why? It's our name really bad? Is it like stupid fucking assholes, or is it like <laughs> the code name to something? Yeah. You know? I don't know. The bitch face kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. I don't... And that's... That's okay. it. That's all the lands I've got for you today. That's it. That's where we live. Well, you can't even tell us about our we own live lands. Here. There's like, a wall around it. You know everything. I'm just letting you know what they call our no. lands. What's the ancient history? You said there was a history We're of We're an hour and a half, Jesse. I can't keep going. I we don't care. Do Where's my battle history? history? You know the battles. Jesse, World, World War One, World War II, yeah. Vietnam <laughs> War. Yeah, come on. <laughs> that all happened in the Nearlands. You're telling me? You're telling me that on D-Day, as the doors went down and bullets were flying, there was a minotaur <laughs> and, like, a yes, giant yeah. elf uh, man. I'm going to give you the dragon. Everybody here, the last resets that happened in the known lands. Are you ready for that? I'll give resets, you that. Resets, dude. Yes. The New last game, and most bro. previous reset had been the cruelest of all because they were uh, already losing control. They being the Anunnaki and the Custodians. Was it I not in the last reset? We'll find out. He even said that there were periods where humans and giants were actually in control of the of everything. But once, uh, but once the four great centers fell, the millions of deaths left by the war, it was difficult for the humans to recover. We all knew at one point that we had been defeated. Uh, the mother, uh, their mother, had told them many, many times the story, which in turn was told by her mother. I already repeat it by heart. She was only a newborn. So these stories are coming from <laughs> Wait, Helen. What? Because remember, Helen was born <laughs> outside the ice walls. Helen. She she got the stories from her father and mother and grandmother's mother and grandmother. Like she all passed them on to Brittany, who passed them on to Midge, <laughs> to a newborn, <laughs> who passed them on to Anubis. <laughs> they just passed on these stories <laughs> all along. Passed them on to Jennifer, who passed them on to Sherilyn. <laughs> 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 basically they lived in the world that they once lived in was prosperous but suddenly their dreams were trampled many found loved ones who had be- died next door randomly their houses were on fire or had simply disappeared they used what? the people the custodians and, and the Anunnaki used technology that we just simply wouldn't understand to ruin their lives they could even petrify people in place like stone so you're just saying like goofy shit started happening and we don't even know what the hell it was yep basically uh when all and when all was lost, when they finally <laughs> killed everybody with this weird tech, freezing people, making buildings catch on fire, 
having things just disappear, people dying mysteriously. Then they hit the world with the Great Flood. Sound familiar? Oh, uh, wow. Noah. Yes. Noah. As it is known. Yeah. We know it as the Great Flood. They know it as the Mud Flood. In well, reality, I call it Jupiter ascending, but... <laughs> in reality, this happened in different forms, but it dragged everything in its path. It was something of a colossal, a colossal-like storm. Many of the humans that grew up after the last reset used vestiges of these monuments or buildings that were destroyed. Even some had withstood the war and the flood that wiped everything out quite well. So they built on the remnants of what was uh, left after all the death and then the flood. The flood was kind of used to try and like wash everything away. Um, <laughs> I know it's very, you know, don't ask me any more than that. I don't have anything. I'm not asking questions. I'm just simply reacting. <laughs> Uh, many humans that grew up after the last reset, like I said, used these old buildings and such. They were resistant to ancestral technology. Uh, they were prepared for everything. That's why you will notice that many images of the past do not match the reality that people lived. The difference in technology and architecture, they mix the history in such a way that it is difficult for you to understand it completely, but at least you will have an idea of how the whole process was taking place. So this is kind of like a, uh... The history that we're told is Correct. not entirely accurate. But the accurate history can be found on the walls of said Bingo. ancient tombs. That's why you or, see spacemen in uh, hieroglyphics. You know, like, for 1999 on <laughs> Amazon.com. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The resets themselves. So that's why it looks like there's UFOs and things, because that was the real truth, man. The resets themselves. Whoa. Is that what you're saying? Other than some like varying minor differences, almost always carried out, were almost always carried out in the same way. They put a limit of years for the race they're controlling to develop and reach a point of knowledge and technology. They will always try to manipulate reality to reach that point as slow as possible. They take it really as like a game. Basically, they will try to pause your spiritual growth and the truth about your origin in your world environment where you are. Clearly, they will uh, never make themselves known, nor will you have any kind of contact with them. They operate from the outside, manipulating you from, from the shadows. But you'll eventually be able to find them in history and in several possible uh, ways and forms. Like I said, the hieroglyphics of spacemen on tombs and stuff that people believe, quote, unquote, are spacemen. They're not actually spacemen. Mm. When a reset then takes place, uh, considering that, that the previously established limit of years was reached, they will make everyone over seven months of age die. So everyone who's seven months or older, when they decide it's done, your time limit's up, it's time to reset, seven months and older, just die. Very uh, Passover, very, you know. So then how mm-hmm. did the seven-month-olds survive? Like, they can't, they they have no means to survive. Like, There's no parents anymore, right? Yeah, like, yeah so they'll well, just die off on their own? I don't know. What like, happens to everybody who's so under seven months? Or the Anunnaki raise them? There's nobody, they, maybe, maybe they scoop them up and like try and raise them on their own. Um, th- basically, what ends up happening after that is, uh, so everyone over seven months of age dies. And this can also be decided in advance. It will simply be thought of at the moment in the meetings of the parasite dome. So they can just be like, okay, we're just going to do it now. And it just happens because they think they have, the thought is powerful enough. The psychic abilities they have. Um, the parasite dome. The parasite dome. Uh, the great flood that, that you know parents and grandparents of that generation suffered was the same that would have happened in case uh, we had – in case that we had – uh, reach the limit of years of development. So you think of the flood as like a failsafe. If mm-hmm. you know that nobody dies over seven years old or whatever, they do something else. The flood will then just fucking wipe everybody else out. Um, and it's usually only initiated in an urgent way because of the war that had been unleashed. And the last reset in these lands did not reach the time limit that they had established for our development. 
but we were not far away either if we consider that when the giants visited and joined us in these lands, they started to educate us about the lands and the life beyond the walls. So they were going to, I guess, reset us again, didn't get because the giant showed up and now we know about things and the celestials keep our secret. Um, Oh, here's your answer. Uh, Your babies of seven months or less than that will be left alive. Not all. They will decide depending on many factors. Those above that age will be killed or die in catastrophes of different kinds. Uh, (laughs) And Tiny Tim, uh, who did not (laughs) die. (laughs) Uh, This world environment is just justly manipulated in its entirety by them. Imagine you live inside a greenhouse. You can understand it that way. You can make it bloom or poison it from one day to the next or even slowly. That's how to think how the Anunnaki rule our world. And uh, yeah, there you go. There is the last reset. All the details you could have ever known and absolutely as clear as humanly possible. Wow. You feel better now, Jesse, that you knew how the reset went Mm -hmm. down? Yeah. Is this what Elon Musk believes? Like, didn't he say something about the Great Reset? Dude, (laughs) that's a a different problematic theory, dude. He just believes that he should be cool. And that's pretty much it. (laughs) I once, uh, it's the only thing that I know to be absolutely true about Elon Musk is a guy said a quote about him that I firmly believe where he said, Elon Musk wants to save the planet, but only if Elon Musk can save the planet. Mm. That was I saw that on John Oliver. I feel Oliver, like that is yeah. the guy who was interviewed during John Oliver. That's the most accurate thing I've ever yeah. heard. Like that's where I think is. You guys want to hear some gossip about Elon Musk? One hundred. Okay. Always. Go. So I'll tell you guys how I know this information. So it could not be true. I don't know, but I think it was true. I do. Too. I believe it already. Um. I, a few years ago, was dating someone who was a photographer who worked on, like, I don't know, big, like, photography things, like, shot, like, Sports Illustrated and all this cool stuff, like, would get to go to, like, islands and do whatever. Legit photographer, yeah, yeah. So he was connected with all of these models, and he was friends with a model who was friends with, what? Okay, he was friends with a model. I don't want to like dox these people. He was friends with a model who was friends with a model who was friends with Amber Heard, who had dated Elon Musk. A power couple right there. Right. And at this time, Amber Heard was not dating Elon anymore. She was dating someone else that was like part of their group or whatever. And she was cheating on the dude with someone else or something. And so Elon Musk called the dude and was like, hey, come over to my house. And the guy was like, what the fuck? Like, uh, Elon Musk hasn't invited me to his house. This is crazy, but I'm going to go because it's Elon Musk. Hey, uh, could you come over to my house really quick, please? I'd like to show you something at my house. Elon Musk (laughs) took him into, according to the story that this guy told me, Elon Musk took him into, like, a room in his house, had a big screen, and then, like, pressed a remote and started playing recordings of her cheating on the dude with another guy. And I was like, there's a look, there's a lot of things in the story. That's not not save the world billionaire shit. That's evil man killing James Bond. Hold on. on. I'm not saying he's a good guy. I'm saying that sounds exactly like something. No, absolutely. Yeah, it does. I couldn't believe it. Cause I was like, why would he fucking care? Why would he fucking care? And he was like, no, cause he just wanted to feel. He made her dress up as mercy from overwatch. (laughs) The man is living in a different world. I don't know. 
I, I, I like that story has stuck with me because that person who told it to me had absolutely no reason to lie. And I met some of the people that he's friends with and he absolutely did run in those circles. So like, there's no, it could be true, but it could also rich, just be like something someone told him to sound cool. I don't rich know. Rich people are crazy. Like don't even put anything past rich people. I have seen some of the richest people. Yeah. That's exactly why. That's exactly why I believe that the stuff we just talked about can't be real. Because I know that Elon or Zuck or someone like the billionaires have too much money and are like, I swear to you, they would have figured this out. They'd be like, I'm creating the greatest I'm sailing gonna go vessel. To Caligula. 500 <laughs> flotillas put together and I'll travel the war. Like, you know, they would do that. Who do you think Elon real. would ally with in the lands beyond the ice walls? The Norse. The villains. Oh, he is already allied with the, not, the, not, not the custodians. He no, may be one of them. He's straight villain. Yeah. He's like, the custodian. Really? He's yeah, like, I feel uh, like he thinks of himself as like a hero. So wouldn't he want to be in Osgard with the guards? But the gods? bull people, I don't think, would take him in. Oh, no. You're right. No. You know who he is? If you've ever seen the movie, if you've ever seen the movie Die Hard, he, he's the dude who tries to make a deal with Hans Gruber. He's like, Hans, buddy, come on. Like, And he gets shot in the face. That's who Elon Musk would be. Elon Musk is. He thinks he's the hero and he's going to save the day. And really, he's just a stooge. All I know, I'm not sure who he would be allied with, but I do know that he would be, wherever Mathis is, just getting his back blown out by an alien. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's got the money. That's not fair. He should not be allowed to have that gift. He's got the money, though, dude. Like, the world. Mathis, I have a question. To yeah. ask you, if the alien semen collection was not like they're giving you an orgasm, but it was rather that they abducted you and you have to give one of them an orgasm, oh, God, would it so still, right would you still be down? Just move me up. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> he's already logged in on the app. He's already got his, like, <laughs> yeah. he's got like rewards points set up on the app ready to go. Where's my space Uber to pick me up? I'll be right there, dude. Bring me in. Fuck yes. I don't care anything. It doesn't matter. I always, we always have guests on this show and then Mathis starts talking about how he wants to fuck aliens and I get scared that finally we're going to reach that episode where somebody is just so put off by that and then everybody just jumps in and is like, hypothetical question for you, buddy boy. And I'm like, he's just so enthusiastic and he's not, he's not afraid. You know, he's not like ashamed. Yeah. So it's, it's like, like, okay, this is a shameless pe- person. I'm just going to ask them. Things I'm it's like a baby smiling when he sees his friend. You can't fake it. It's just you can't, it's, it brings joy to everyone. Doing magic tricks for dogs. But I think everyone has that thing they're willing to do. You know what I'm like. Ever since I discovered that in Texas there is apparently a haunted, oh, like a, yeah. a, an old brothel that is haunted, and when you go oh. there, the ghosts hit on you. I've always Ooh. wanted to go there. I want to have like an old prospector be like, nice gams, baby. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think that'd be amazing. I just want to eat some, I just want to eat some expensive ham. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, back to ham. We've come full circle. You don't want to like get yeah. fucked with the expensive ham? No. Doesn't it just sound so much more attainable to have a nice afternoon? You know? Yeah, I don't want to get fucked with meat. Speaking of aliens, we're going to go talk about the jellyfish uh, over at the mini-sode. We got to, what's it? We're done with the episode. Do you feel more enlightened? Do you feel educated? Do you feel like you know the true history of our world now? <sighs> no. I yes. feel like if there was a multiple choice quiz with this information on it, I would fail it. <laughs> However, I had a great time. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's that, that's kind of the vibe of this show. It depends on the episode. Nat and Allie, <laughs> thank you so much uh, for coming on. Let's Get Haunted, a fantastic show. Thank you. Uh, thank Thank you for having us. I know that you guys have let'sgethaunted.com, but is there somewhere specific that you guys want to 
point people or is, is there a day that people should be looking forward to for the grand return from your vacay or what's the vibe? Yeah. First yep. Wednesday of February, we will be back with our season six premiere. And you can also go over to Instagram.com forward slash Let's Get Haunted. And the link in our bio is our link tree. And that's the easiest way to just find everything that we're on. Yep. And we have over 200 episodes. So check it out if you're really bored. It's all great. Yeah. People always say, what do we watch after we listen to all the Chiluminati's? Like, go to Let's Get Haunted. It's it's almost as many episodes. There you go. Uh, And also go buy their patch. It's really cool. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. I would put that on my bag. That's a cool patch. Oh, thank you. Oh, you got a patch? Yeah, it's cool. I just like the, I like the, I like that logo. I like the pink. It looks cool. Oh, wow. Thanks. Wow. Now we like you, Alex. Oh, look at us. We weren't sure at first (laughs) with all the talk of ham and Disney adulting, but you've won our hearts. You know, I think that I'm full of surprises. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna head over to patreon.com slash united pod to do a mini-sode where ali and nat will be joining us so uh we'll see you guys over there thank yeah. you again for joining us thank you guys for the support out there in viewership land we love you we uh, we'll see you next week goodbye goodbye Bye. and scooping eggs and, and scooping you know jizz out of people why do you gotta say scoop just take it from somebody who's willing i'll do because it the grades need to learn about emotions and uh, love and connection. That guy's way too thirsty. That hubris, that male hubris. Uh, I'm so afraid. I'll play along. I'll play the role. Just leave me on your spaceship. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Illuminati Podcast. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Mike Martin, joined by the. I don't know who they are. There's two. What? Terrence Hill and Bud Spencer. No. Neo and Trinity. Oh, I don't understand, and I probably never will. Let me just tell you right now that there's two Leon Kennedy and Claire Redfield. I'm telling you, I think he literally just looked up famous duos. Cheech and Chong. And he's been going through the list ever since. I'm trying to dig deep. Which one of you is uh, Dick Powell? Me? Your name's Jesse Cox! <laughs> I want to love you. I want my mind. I want to love you. I want my mind. Welcome back to the Illuminati Podcast. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Mike Martin, joined by Alex and Jesse. Like a shooting star across the sky that's actually a UFO.